Welcome to episode 28 of Lifting the Kilt on Men's Health, a podcast series run by Men's Health Down Under. Each episode, we normally focus on a different area of men's health. And today, along with Brad Butt, pharmacist and founder of Men's Health Down Under, I'm really pleased to be joined by Dr. Jack Pacey, all the way from Vancouver, Canada. For those who may not know him, Dr. Pacey is a vascular surgeon and inventor of a number of medical devices, including the Pacey Cuff, which is, amongst other things, what we'll be talking about today. Dr. Pacey has been awarded a number of honours over the years, with the most recent being the Jewel Award from the Canadian Medical Association. Dr. Pacey is currently the CEO of Pacey MedTech, which is an organisation on the cutting edge of incontinence research. Dr. Pacey, welcome to our show. Uh, Thank you very much. Uh, Glad to... uh be able to uh, join you. Jack, um, Brad here. I just uh, thank you for, thanks for coming today. And uh, I, I'm sure that our listeners will be really interested to hear a little bit more about you and, and the Pacey Cuff particularly. We know that incontinence is a huge problem, particularly for those guys that have had prostatectomies. In Australia, the evidence suggests about one in 10 Aussie men have incontinence. And uh, for a lot of those men, it's the reality is wearing a pad. And and unless they've got some knowledge about cuffs and clamps and urethral restriction devices, a lot of them would end up just wearing pads. And I think it's something like the Pacey Cuff is uh, an amazing device which they can use. Do you want to tell us a little bit of the background about how it came about, Jack? I'm, uh, as you know, I, I am a vascular and general surgeon and practiced for many years, uh, very happily uh, uh, doing uh, major abdominal operations and, and uh, aortic surgery. And uh, <clears throat> I uh, became inventive in uh, na- uh, bu- somewhere around ni- 1995 when I read an article saying that after the year 2000, uh, the ideas uh, were going to be dominant. Production could be done anywhere, but ideas were going to be the new future. And so I thought, well, that sounds like a really interesting uh, uh, pastime, and I decided to become inventive. And I invented some 20 or so uh, surgical devices and um, ended up uh, serendipitously uh, creating a, a device which was called the GlideScope Video Laryngoscope. So this device uh, was, um, uh, was to solve a problem of difficult airway management during anesthesia where people are... Uh, anesthetized and then um, uh, they're paralyzed and the anesthetist is responsible for all of their breathing, mechanical breathing. And if they can't establish a, an airway, then they, have, uh, they can have death. So um, this, my video device, which came from our, my surgical videos, uh, was very uh, well received and became very popular and was the first and the leading device in its field. And so I spent 14 years doing this. In the process of doing the uh, video laryngoscope, uh, we developed in Canada a very uh, efficient way of uh, developing video cameras and lighting systems for endoscopy. And we were going to try to, um, to transpose that knowledge to video for urology. And so we were going to make a video cystoscope, which is a telescope that looks into the bladder. Uh, We looked into this and uh, it turned out uh, that the business case was extremely uh, costly and it was not going to be very welcome in the Canadian healthcare system because of rationing. 
<clears throat> so we um, talked to our, our uh, urologist friend, uh, Dr. Rappaport, and he said that, um, well, why don't you do something for continence? Because that is needed. And so... Uh, Tell we, me if you need anything. So um, we uh, went ahead and we started looking into this and we discovered that uh, my vascular surgical skills could be quite well used here uh, because the, um, the uh, video, uh, or correction, the uh, uh, device that is usually used for control of incontinence is, um, was uh, cutting off circulation. And uh, as a vascular surgeon, I was a circulation expert so I uh, applied my tools and decided to make an anatomical design that would at, one, at once preserve the circulation in the uh, upper part of the penis and compress the urethra in the lower yeah. part of the penis. So we, uh, we de designed a device which uh, at once could uh, preserve the circulation in the, in the upper part of the penis and uh, also... Uh, compress the urethra with more pressure. And this was done by putting a large surface area on the top to protect the circulation uh, and uh, a, a more focused pressure on the urethra. Uh, when we tested this, we used my vascular surgical tools, a Doppler device which detects pulsation, and assured that all of our devices have um, preserved the pulse in the penis. And we then uh, produced a design which would uh, allow us to have a strap that had numbering on it so that one could reproduce the amount of pressure applied uh, when it's applied. We did this and we've gone through some um, probably 10 different uh, modifications, gradually improving the device. And... Um, we also produced a device which we call a power sleeve, which was uh, uh, designed to capture the skin on the penis and produce a circular and reproducible target for the, for the uh, cuff. Uh, it turns out that uh, this was more comfortable and it also helped with the continence. So uh, we then uh, went on and we designed a jock strap type device which is used to hold uh, pads for the uh, for uh, incontinence and these pads could be either reusable pads uh, which we provide and sell or they could be uh, uh, disposable pads for more convenience if traveling or whatever so uh, this um, it turns out to be a system uh, which uh, has more than one part and is sort of unique because most of the other devices are simply uh, they're they're a one piece a clamp or a uh, some kind of a restrictive devices device and um, so um, we're um, our system I think gives a user quite a lot of flexibility and although it takes some time to learn to use the parts and get it all working, uh, it is very effective. Um, the device can be used at night uh, with lesser pressure 
and uh, although it's often people don't need it at night, it can be uh, used at night. Now the device is, um, is probably uh, well uh, used in the post-operative period. Uh, after about six weeks or two months, the, uh, the, uh, a post-operative prostatectomy patient has continuous leakage, and this lasts for uh, months and up to a year. And so uh, during that period, one can get uh, some help from the device. The device will markedly reduce your uh, leakage and uh, allow you to um, carry on essentially a normal professional or working life uh, and, uh, and, and be very mobile. So uh, that, that's the aim of our, uh, that's the basic aim of our work. Jack, one of the things I notice, <coughs> excuse me, one of the things I notice with the um, Pacey cuff compared to some of the other clamps is it actually, it actually looks like it will fit quite snugly around the penis. And I know you talked before just now about the, the uniqueness of it in that it's got the, the upper piece of plastic and the under piece of plastic that more directly applies the pressure. It actually is almost cylindrical in, in its design as opposed to some of the clamps, which are more, um, you know, uh, oval shaped. And I know some of the feedback we get from the guys is that it actually sits a lot more comfortably on the penis, but also within their, within their clothes and their underwear. Um, which I think is, which I think is really wonderful, particularly if they're going swimming, you know, it's good for them to be able to have a, <clears throat> a clamp like that. Not so much so they don't urinate in the pool, but, but so when they're sitting at the pool afterwards or, you know, with family or friends that they don't have to worry about their swimmers getting wet with urine. Is that, is that, that's one of the, would that be fair to say that's one of the design features of it, that it, it, it does, you know, beyond the direct pressure and the blood flow, it actually is possibly more comfortable to wear? I think that's true because if you think of it, um, some of the other devices are cross clamps, which are can be uh, two or three, four inches long, and these things get caught up in your clothes, and they get twisted, and they're difficult to pull out, and uh, so uh, our, our device is actually very convenient for for men going to a trough where you can be uh, you can uh, release the pressure on the device without really um, anybody uh, noticing. I mean, if you're, if you're uh, you know, a little bit um, careful about it, I mean, you basically you can do that and retighten it to the same point that you had, to the same pressure, and then, uh, and then uh, go away. And it's easy to um, get it out of the clothing, and it's easy to get it back in again when, the, uh, when, the, uh, when you've finished voiding. The, pa the power sleeve is another thing which I quite like. I mean, one of the things that, and as a pharmacist, we're concerned about, it, and probably urologists, and even as a vascular surgeon, you'd be concerned about, you know, pressure pressure points and rubbing. And I, I, I know, having worn the Pacey cuff, the power sleeve actually does make it incredibly comfortable to wear. I, I, I feel like it would be far less likely to rub, and certainly putting it on, you, you know, you could be concerned about pinching without the, the power sleeve. For those listening, the power sleeve is like a really thin neoprene um, strap which wraps around the penis and with a small, uh, very light Velcro attachment um, closes over the penis. Uh, they, they're in different sizes as well, so they're quite adaptable in that, in that sense as well. But um, another really clever thing that, that the guys can use with their device um, to, to not only ensure it doesn't pinch, but to make it quite comfortable and reduce the risk of it, of it rubbing. Would that be 
Would that be true to say as well, Jack? Uh, <clears throat> that is, that's true. That, that's exactly what we found. And so we, we have a considerable number of orders for these, uh, for these sleeves because people obviously, uh, you know, they use them and they, they last for a while and then they, they need more. Uh, and uh, so it's, um, it's a pretty brisk item. The other thing that is useful uh, is, a, is a German um, uh, material, a cream called uh, penitin. And uh, penitin is normally used for babies' bottoms uh, and preventing, uh, preventing any kind of uh, rashes and that sort of thing. So if there are any, uh, any issues with the skin, the penitin is a valuable asset. So I, I think that would be something that one would, we would consider that to be part of our system. Jack, um, in terms of effectiveness, I mean, we've, we've got many happy patients here in Australia and you know, physios and urologists in Australia that recommend the device. Would a patient generally expect that the, the, the pacey cuff would make them dry or, would, or, was it, or is it possible that the guys might expect a little bit of leakage through the device? What's your, what's your take on that? Well, uh, you know, if, if you would like to get 100% control of leakage, it can be done. Uh, you, uh, you apply an excessive amount of pressure and then, uh, you know, then as the bladder fills, it still, uh, it still is uh, protective. But this ends up being uncomfortable and it really doesn't permit uh, the type of usage that we envisage, which is all day. Uh, throughout the waking hours and sometimes at night, we uh, so we have we try to find uh, the pressure that controls the the urine flow ninety five or more percent. Um, you have to remember that when uh, when you uh, cough or jump or uh, or when the bladder is full, quite full, the pressure in the bladder builds up a lot and. And the, the reality is we have a pressure, uh, a fixed pressure at the bottom where the, uh, where the cuff is. And so as the pressure builds up and up and up, uh, it can start to leak with, with the activity. So uh, the best thing is to void whenever, uh, you know, whenever you feel that uh, it's, it, it usually ends up being hourly or maybe every hour and a half, and uh, unless you're maybe sitting in a car, which a couple of hours. Uh, so it's better to keep the bladder half empty uh, than it is totally full. So you know we encourage people to avoid whenever they get a chance. And that'll reduce. That then reduces in turn the likelihood of having leakage when you do, you know, sneeze or have a big laugh or you know lift something heavy. Yeah, that's a really valuable tip. And I think sometimes the guys forget that sort of thing and they they just assume that they put the cuff on and you're going to be completely dry but of course you've got to get the pressure right and the blade is going to get to the point eventually where it's so full if you apply enough pressure it's going to it's going to try and push through equally you don't want to overfill the bladder because it can then put a bit of back pressure presumably on the kidneys so yeah really valuable really valuable point the um the the jock set uh with the reusable pad in it's something else that most australians would be fairly unfamiliar with jack um but Again, another great idea. I mean, we're seeing a, an evolution in the way that women manage their periods with, um, with period underpants uh, that have got pads built into them. And equally, your, your jock system 
um, has the reusable pad, so the, the guy could leak into that uh, quite happily and it'll absorb the urine. Um, ha- with that system, how much urine would you expect that the little neoprene-style pad would absorb? Uh, we, it's, for, it's made for light uh, light leakage, so occasional leakage, little squirts of urine here and there. So for yeah. that, it's, it's fine. Um, obviously, if, uh, if it's more than that, uh, then then it would be overwhelmed. Um, it, it, it's um, the uh, reusable pad is great for for light uh, for light uh, usage during the day. You know when you're it, it, it um, it'll catch the the occasion the drops and squirts that come out with coughing or other activity, and um, and that'll be fine. But uh, if it's more than that, uh, then then one has to go to a higher level of absorption. And while using the jock, that's not a problem. You can get a, a substantial pad uh, of any size, uh, you know, with the basically, and put and use the pad as a as a uh, support for that. Keeps it up uh, close to your body and um, and supports the pad. So uh, you can use it either with a reusable or with a single use. Yeah, I mean, I think it's another nice, a nice adjunct that the guys could consider. And I know for a lot of guys that are coming out of pads um, and clamps as they improve uh, post-prostatectomy particularly, you know, like you were saying before, any time in that sort of 6 to 12-month period, the guys might be thinking about getting rid of their pads. It, it can be, or their pull-ups as well, it can be quite a nervous time for them. So use of something like a reusable, washable, um, guard for for a little bit of light bladder leakage here and there is actually a nice peace of mind and gets them more comfortable with being back in normal underwear. So they're all obviously a bit anxious about accidents and um, this is a nice way to prevent that. So I guess, you know, you, you guys have done a really fabulous job in terms of thinking about the issue quite holistically and, and addressing all, all areas of it, um, not with a medicine because sometimes they can cause some side effects, but with both a device and a guard, which can be reused. So I may applaud you on that. And um, we look very much forward to to continuing to tell Australians about the device and the solutions that you guys offer. And um, I've always found your team to be extremely helpful. So for any patients that are listening that might have questions uh, about the device uh, or about the solution, you know, please feel free to, to get in touch with us here at Men's Health. And um, if we don't have the answer, Jack and his team have always been super helpful and, and have a, a, a big team in Canada. How many, how many staff have you got working for you over there, Jack? Uh, we have uh, four at the present time. And, that's, um, and I know that includes some, uh, some, 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 some of the team do a bit of design work. So they're, they're pretty, pretty, um, pretty knowledgeable folk and have been, been around a while. So I don't have any other questions particularly particularly Jack. Uh, I don't know if Warwick had anything particularly that had come up that you thought might be worth asking, Warwick. No. So, Jack, thank you. Appreciate, um, appreciate your time and um, uh, keep up the good work. Well, you know, we're, we're just starting. And uh, so, you know, I think we have already envisaged, uh, we envisaged uh, several other products that we can think of that would be helpful. And so we're going to be working on those in the next year or two and uh, we'll gradually build a, a nice portfolio. Jack, uh, without wanting to sound rude, and, and it's going to sound rude, but um, are you, we, I know you graduated 
back in the 70s. What, what age are you now? I never disclose my age. Ah, I mean, so, so we're, on a, we're on a video meeting at the moment and uh, Warwick's, a, Warwick's an old man to me, but, but Jack's got a few years on, on Warwick even. And I just, I guess the, the reason I asked Jack is I think it's, I think it's wonderful that, um, I think it's wonderful that you've taken this idea of innovation and, and coming up with solutions to problems and you're still doing it and, uh, mate, to the benefit of so many people around the world. So congratulations and, and absolutely keep up the good work. We look forward to seeing what these new, new ideas are and, uh, hopefully we can, uh, bring them to patients here in Australia. Yeah, well, I, I sure hope so. Uh, and, um, yeah, uh, it's it's great uh, working with our team here too because they're uh, they're uh, very uh, vigorous and enthusiastic. Need that, need that. Jack, farewell from Australia. Thanks for your time this morning, and uh, we look forward to seeing what you guys come up with next. Thanks a lot, Brad. I appreciate it. Some of the information in this podcast may be of a medical nature, including discussions about medical conditions, treatments, and other insights related to patients' experiences. The opinions and advice articulated in the podcast are intended to be general in nature and do not constitute specific medical advice or opinion. Please refer to your own doctor or healthcare team or one of the Men's Health Done Under practitioners if you have a specific question or concern. <laughs>